Friends, hello again. I'm going to talk about having a long-lasting, fulfilling marriage. Um, number one, be content. Be content with your marriage. Please don't compare other, marriage, other marriages because it doesn't work out. Every marriage has strengths and every marriage has weaknesses. There's no perfect man or woman. Um, you will always let get let down. I had this problem myself, so I'm talk. I'm coming from ex- my own experience. I would compare my husband to every other husband. You know, he's more affectionate. He's this. He's that. Yeah, he wasn't. You know, affectionate all the time. But he would go to the grocery store for me. He would load the dishes. You know, he had that love language where he liked doing things. Number two, please have hobbies with your spouse. You know, it helps so much within the marriage. Um, You have that, you begin to have that spark again. And it's just wonderful because, you know, when you've been married for a long time, you get to know, you know each other very well. And once you get, find hobbies, you'll have something to talk about, something different to talk about, like, my husband and me, we go bowling, and we enjoy bowling, and we enjoy, you know, seeing who has the best score, and throwing that bowling ball, you know, it's just, it's a wonderful feeling. We go there once a week at least, and people that work there even know us, so I think that's awesome. Um, concentrate on his, on his or her strengths. Um you know, why Why did you marry them? Please try to remember that every single time. I think sometimes, especially women, we get distracted. We always think about the weaknesses. But anytime your mind goes to the weaknesses, try to push forward, push towards the strengths. And keep that in your mindset as much as possible. And that will help your marriage. Um, that will help with unforgiveness and you know, keep you throwing stuff in his face that's not nice, and just let the marriage flow, you know, we need to let the marriage flow, marriage should not be hard and rigid, and don't concentrate on the romantic movies and romantic books, and what I mean by that, you know, I I struggled with that, I, you know, watch these romantic movies, and romance books and I will look at my husband and say he needs to be like that but you know what all that did was cause disappointment because he never was like that I mean don't get me wrong he has a lot of good strengths but he wasn't like giving me compliments every day or you know hugging me every day you know it wasn't like that so it really was a lot of you know disappointment and a lot of times, too, you have to compromise. I know we don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear that we have to compromise. We think we need the best. But really, nothing. there's nothing perfect. So you're not going to, and not to be negative, but you're not going to get the best because there's nothing perfect. To me, perfection is the best. Um, there's always going to be that percentage that they're going to let you down in some area that's just the way it is. And you have, and another thing, too, you have to focus 
on what you enjoy, on what you like. You have to have a little separation from him. You got to have your own hobbies, too. Um, I noticed when I started my own hobbies and quit focusing 100% on him, I believe we had a happier marriage. Um, my difficulty in early in, early in the marriage was I focused too much on him and what he was doing and what he was not doing. And I wasn't trying, you know, I wasn't trying to grow within myself. You know, it's all about growing. We need to grow individual as an individual. And yeah, we need to grow in a marriage, but it, to me, if you don't grow as an individual, how are you going to how are you going to make your marriage better? You know, if you have two people that are not growing and are not happy within themselves, they're not going to bring anything to the marriage table, so to speak. And you have to work on yourself. I had to work on me. I mean, I think I was too codependent. And I didn't realize I was codependent because I was looking at my mother because she was codependent with her, you know, with my dad. Sometimes you don't realize that you're going to, you know, be like your parents. You know, even though you tell yourself you're not going to, a lot of times you do. But I had to wake up and say, hey, I can't be like that. That was probably one of the number one reasons why I wasn't happy in the marriage. It had nothing to do with my husband. Um, it was all to do with me. You know, I had low self-worth or low self-esteem from being abused as a child. Um, I had a lot of negative thoughts attack my mind every day, so that didn't help anything. So I had to learn to lean on God for peace, have a peaceful mind. And if you don't have peace, you don't have a peaceful mind, you'll never be happy because you'll be struggling every time you get up in the morning, put your, put your feet on the floor, you'll be struggling. So I had to keep praying and read the Word of God, and I had to completely lean on Him. I couldn't lean on my husband. I know that sounds strange, but I couldn't. I had to lean on God. And once I kept leaning on God and keeping that connection with Him and keep talking to Him, but it's, it seemed like my husband started acting right. So, you know, God is our connection, you know, in our marriage. Um, he's like that, he's like the electrical, you know, he keeps the marriage going, but yeah, so you have to find your passion and what you enjoy, and you're not always going to like the same thing, you know, your husband and wife likes, that's, that's not, you know, that's not reality, um, my, me and my husband, my husband and me are, uh, in some ways we're the same, in some ways we're very different. Um, I don't think my husband would ever do, you know, do a podcast or listen to a podcast. You know, he's not into that, but that's fine, you know, because that's him, and, you know, and I don't expect him to be like me because that's not reality. You know, you don't want to force your way of thinking on somebody else. You have to love for who they are and not who you want them to be. I think that's what happened my mother, you know. She wanted my father to be a certain way, you know, wanted him to provide her with a huge house and 
lot, you know, fancy cars. And cause my mother thought money was everything. You didn't have money, then you didn't, you know, you, you want nothing, which was sad. I can't believe, you know, thinking about now, I can't believe she thought that. But because I learned later on in life, money isn't everything. I mean, money is important to pay the bills and make sure you have your lights on and water going, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, I'm just thankful I have a vehicle, you know, to get in the vehicle and drive down the road. I'm thankful for that, you know. I don't, I don't have to have a fancy car, you know. But I guess that's how she was putting her self worth is on money, which that's not good because money comes and money goes. Really, you know, the only one that you could depend on your self worth is God. You know, He's the only dependable one. Not money, not your job. You can work for a job for many years and all of a sudden get laid off and you wonder what the heck happened. You know? So, we have to, you know, we have to realize, okay, we have to tell ourselves we're going to stay committed in this marriage and we have to stand beside it. And I think when you put God in the equation, I think it, it helps you to keep that commitment. You know, he helps you to refocus on the commitment. When you get to the point where you're tired of your marriage and you want to run away and you're stressed out. And and really, you know, you got to be careful too about your feelings because your feelings are not always right. Sometimes your feelings will deter you in the wrong direction. So we can't always lean on our feelings all the time. I did that in the past, and it wasn't right. You know, I felt like if I got up in the morning, I felt sad. I was like, okay, I feel sad. You can't do that. You got to learn how to switch your mind around and cut out the negative thoughts, you know, and bring them with positive because negative thoughts ain't going to get you anywhere. They're just going to bring you down. And they're not. you're not going to do your purpose. You're not going to do the passion that was set in your life before you were even conceived. You're going to let all that go because you let, you know, what people have told you, the negative thoughts, you know, people have told you. A lot of times negative thoughts come from what how people talk to you. There's a lot of negative people out in this world. And if they see that you're trying to do good for yourself, they will try to bring you down any way they can. Um, and mainly it's jealousy because deep down inside they want to do something, but I guess they don't have the motivation to do it, and so they don't want anybody else to do it. So you got to learn how to block out the haters because you're going to have a lot of haters when you try to you know, step up and try to do something. Unfortunately, it's like that in this world. But, like I say, you got to stay positive and just keep hanging on and not let go and just keep going forward and never, never giving up. I think that's the number one thing is never giving up. Never giving up on your marriage. Never giving up on your kids. Never giving up, giving up on you. It's just, I mean... You could put that on all parts of your life. So, friends, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. 
on the side note, you know, if you know anybody that would like this podcast, please tell them about it so they can listen. I would appreciate it, and I'll see you later.